I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. No. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello, 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 and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we are here with our... Well, our second episode of the night, if you're watching live, just our regular episode, if you are watching and or listening after the fact. So, uh, Phil, would you like to tell people what we're talking about tonight? I think we got a good, juicy episode for people. Yes, in our post-credit episode, we're going to be discussing our top five favorite road trip movies, and then we'll be doing our After the Ending Recommends. Indeed, we will. So, um, I got to say, Phil, let's just jump right into this. This is our top five road trip movies, movies with characters on a road trip, right? That's fun. This is the hardest list I think we've I've done since we dropped to the five format. We used to do top ten lists. Now we're doing top five lists. This is the one where I could have easily done top ten and still had honorable mentions. Did you find it to be the same? Yeah, there's an awful lot of road trip movies. A lot of good road many, trip not movies. Just, not just road trip films, but road trip films in different genres. Yeah, yeah. This is a tough one for sure. So let me ask you this. Did you come up with any sort of criteria to help you decide? Uh, the, the one thing I sort of went with, with I sort of strayed away from sci-fi because I felt like okay. that could be a whole different thing. And, okay. But there's there's lots of films which I was going, oh, yeah, that could be classed as a road trip film and things like that. But on the whole, I uh, I went for things which are set kind of on Earth, real life. A couple of them mm. are actually, yeah, a couple of them actually were actually events real based on real people and things like that. But uh, okay. Okay. that was kind of it, just no sci-fi I mean, also some horror films are road trips and things like that. But yeah. I stayed away from them as well. So yeah, that's interesting. I, I sort of did the same thing, although I didn't think about it in the same framework. I tried to do my list based on kind of the movies that I felt like the road trip was sort of the central premise of the film rather than just being sort of um, a part of the film, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, and what I ended up with was a list that's very much like yours, all sort of set on Earth, kind of realistic. I, I left out most of the genre ones. I have one that leans into genre. I mean, it's definitely sort of a genre film, but it's not in the same category as some of the other ones that I, I that were more heavy, like horror, sci-fi genre type stuff. So um, I'll share some of my, my honorable mentions at the end, um, but I definitely had a lot of them. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah, my... I was going to say that we'll, make, we'll do our top five, and then after that, we'll mention some of the others that uh, didn't make the list. Yeah, yeah quite we'll easily get in there. Yeah, quick rundown. But I, I really tried to focus on the ones where the road trip was sort of the main thrust of the film, not just like a movie where characters end up on a road trip, or it's like a half of the film, or things like that. That's sort of how I I structured mine. I don't know if that yeah, yeah. makes sense or not. So, um, all right. Well, do you want to kick us off, or do you want me to kick us off? Uh, well, you you went first on the ending, so I should I go first. Yeah, makes sense. Why not? Okay, well, my first one, uh, my number five is from 1999, and it's directed by David Lynch, but it's one of the few David Lynch films which isn't very David Lynchian. It is The Straight Story, which uh, <laughs> stars Richard Farnsworth as a World War II vet. He's old, he wants to see his brother, who he's not spoken to in years, but he's, he can't drive anymore because his license has, elap has lapsed, and he, he just isn't in a good enough condition. So what he does 
he gets a trailer and gets his what do they call it? Uh, uh, John Deere yeah. 110 lawn tractor or lawnmower. Yeah, it's a riding mower, is what we would call it here in the yeah. US. And he does that and he goes driving across the states, uh, maximum speed of five miles per hour, and drives from town to town. And on the way, he he meets people, he gets into little scrapes. It's not as you'd expect, it's not action packed, but it's Richard Farnsworth was amazing. It's just he's talking to people, he meets some good characters. It's beautifully shot because David Lynch is really good. The whole composition, making scenes good. Uh, it's funny. It's heartwarming. It's heartbreaking, and it's a, it's just a great tale about a man late in life deciding to see his brother and travelling across on a, a very slow vehicle. That's my I, I, I knew this was going to be on your list, Phil, <laughs> and yeah, I mean that yeah. in, a, in a nice way. I, I know you were very fond of this film, and I and I know it's a I mean it's a classic road trip movie, just on a tractor on a, on a, a riding mower. But I knew it'd be on your list. I just wasn't sure where it would be. Um, yeah, it yeah. didn't it didn't make my list because I still haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I feel bad. I need to watch it. I want to watch it. I think it looks great, and I'm very curious. I know you really are a big fan of it, and I just haven't gotten around to it. So that's why it didn't make my list. But I think it's an excellent choice. So. Nice job. All right. So my number five is the one film, like I said, that sort of uh, ventures into genre territory, um, but it's still kind of set on earth and uh, it's not uh, like a, it's, it is a science fiction film ultimately, but it's not a science fiction film. Uh, it is from 2011 and it is Paul starring Simon oh, Pegg yeah. and Nick Frost yeah. and Seth Rogen is the voice of an alien. So Simon Pegg and Nick Frost play big Comic geeks, you know, movie geeks, they go to San Diego Comic-Con, they rent an RV to travel across America, they're British guys, they want to travel across America, and they end up picking up a hitchhiker who happens to be an alien named Paul. I never saw this movie when it came out. I only saw it for the first time, actually, maybe last year. Was it this year or last year? Very recently. Um, and I, I had fairly low expectations for it, to be honest with you. I don't love Seth Rogen. It just seemed like one of those movies that had a fun concept that was probably going to be mostly stupid like most movies Seth Rogen is in. And then I really enjoyed it, actually. I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it had some real heart to it, in addition to a lot of dirty jokes and, you know, like crass humor. Um, but the humor was good. The the, the in-jokes for the fans really worked. And, you know, it's just it's them in this RV, and they're traveling across the country, and they meet crazy people, and they, you know, um, they're, they're trying to get Paul back to where his alien friends are going to rescue him, you know. Um, so I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I, I feel like it is, I mean, it is all about this kind of road trip to the I don't remember if it's to the con or from the con, but it definitely qualifies as a road trip movie. It just happens to have an alien in it. But um, Paul from 2011, I, I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. That's that's a good pick. That I forgot about that film, but it's, it's Seth Rogen works really well in that one. To be honest, he, he right exactly. Yeah. He plays the part well. He fits the part well. I should say. Yeah, I do. So. I do like that. Yeah, it's a good film. Okay, my uh, number four is from 2004, and it's the Motorcycle Diaries. It's a biopic. And it's based on the memoir of Ernesto Guevara or Che Guevara, as he came to be known. Mm -hmm. But I, I just think this one is beautiful. It's uh, it's got Gail Garcia Bernal, who's playing uh, Guevara, and he's just traveling to South uh, Latin America, South America, uh, to to fight, to go to uh, to treat patients because they're training to be medical, but uh, medical doctor practitioners. But it's just I love the scene you're in it, and it's just them on a motorbike, the two of them. And it's just incredible. I've traveled around Peru, and I, it just reminded me a bit of that. But just the way it says they were there, they did it all properly. It's not, you know, CGI and green screens. It's it's them going on a road trip. It must have been amazing to film as well. But it's I love it. It's dramatic. It's funny. Uh, it's just 
it just it does it also shows as well what what uh, what shaped uh, what what shaped the man who became Che Guevara as well and the the injustices that he he witnessed and things like that. But I I think it's a beautiful film. That's wonderfully shot, and if you haven't seen it, go check that one out. I have not seen it actually. I've heard good things about it, but I've never gotten around to it. Um, it doesn't. I think when it when it came out, it didn't really seem like my kind of movie. Not sure it still seems like my kind of movie necessarily, but um, I do take your recommendations uh, quite seriously. So I will check it out if the opportunity arises. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, and that's it. Just reading as well. Like, yeah, it did actually go to uh, Machu Picchu, which is where I went to in Peru. Oh, very cool. Very cool. All right. I like that. All right. Well, my number four is. Um, I, we haven't had any overlap yet, and I don't think we're going to with this pick because I'm pretty sure you've never seen this movie. Okay. I'm pretty sure nobody's seen this movie except for me. It's a very small film. It is also from 2011, like Paul was, and it's called The Brooklyn Brothers Beat the Best. It what? is. What? I yeah, I know. It was my number two film for 2011, actually, when I did my top 10 list for yes. 2011. The uh, Brooklyn Brothers Beat the Best came in at number two. It is this charming little indie dramedy about this kind of this musician he's kind of a screw-up he connects with this other guy played by michael weston he's a character actor if you look him up you'll probably know him he was on scrubs a bunch of times he's been in a lot of things uh and this guy mike uh this character played by michael weston he's um you never quite he's kind of like a almost like a sheldon cooper from big bang theory like you're never quite sure if he's on maybe on the spectrum or if he's like maybe got you know um a, a mental not a mental illness he's a, he's a functioning human but he's definitely not quite a hundred percent he's kind of a quirky guy gets them into some trouble and stuff like that and so they form like this two-man band playing songs with one guy playing guitar and the other guy playing on children's instruments um a super catchy soundtrack by the way and they hit the road together traveling around playing these gigs some of which they're not really supposed to be playing and then they pick up a girl and there's all this drama that happens and stuff but it's a really fun movie the songs are great the the characters are really good i like both the actors quite a bit uh, michael weston like i said he, you'll know him the other guy, the main character, is actually played by a guy named Ryan Onan. He's popped up in some things I've seen here and there. He's never quite taken off, although I think he's a very good actor um, and very handsome, too. Um, I hate people like that. But uh, <laughs> it's a really charming, charming movie that I, I've been talking. I try to, anytime I get a chance to talk about it, I will. And I never get a chance to talk about it. It just doesn't come up very often. But it is definitely a road trip movie. It's very enjoyable. And it's called The Brooklyn Brothers Beat the Best. And they even have a soundtrack album out that you can pick up, which I have, of course. And it's delightful. Some really, really catchy songs. So um, it's not really a musical musical because it's like them playing gigs. It's not like that people just break into song. Um, so even if you're not a musical fan, it's not that kind of movie. Um, but it's really fun. Really fun. Check it out. Excellent. Sounds good. And Michael West, and I looked, I did look him up. Because uh, first of all, when you said Michael West, and I was thinking of the character from Burn Notice. Right, right. But anyway, yeah, Michael West, I've seen him. He's been in lots of TV shows. And yeah, things. yeah, he yeah. pops up all over the place. He's definitely one of those faces. You're like, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. Good. It's always good to hear about films which you've never heard of. Well, I, do. Mm -hmm. I do recall now you mentioned that when you're doing your best off for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, my number three is one we've we've talked about a few times. Uh, it's, we went after the ending way back in episode three, but it is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Very nice. Uh, probably would have been higher if we were doing like road trip comedy movies, but it's uh, my number three and it's 1987. It's Steve Martin, John Candy trying to get home for Thanksgiving. It all goes to part. There's an amazing swearing scene. Yeah. <laughs> Two pillows. There's so many great scenes, lots of quotes, both of the actors on top of the game. Uh, and also, it just has you in tears at the end as well, which just it still does when I watch it now. There's always that you go, you know, it's coming, but oh, it still gets you. But uh, yeah. that's my number three. 
Um, we've talked about it many times, so we don't really talk about it too much more. <laughs> you've seen it, you know how good it is. That's my an excellent choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, very good. So my number three is a movie from 2006, although, again, one I did not see until about a year or two ago. I don't know why I sometimes miss these movies, but I do. Um, and it is Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Another film I didn't expect to like quite as much as I did. A um, lot of critical acclaim, a bunch of Oscar nominations, great cast. And it was one of those movies I'd heard about how good it was for so long that I was like, it can't be that good. I'm not going to like it. Or it's going to just be like, okay. And then I watched it a year or two ago, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's it's just terrific. The whole interplay between the little girl and um, what's Robert, uh, um, you know, that guy. Not Robert De Niro. The other Robert. Um Come on, he's super famous. Arkin, yeah. Uh, not yeah, Alan, oh, not Arkin. Alan, Alan Arkin, yeah. not Robert. Alan Arkin is terrific. The whole rapping thing, the swearing thing, all that stuff. Uh, Greg Kinnear is just fantastic. Tony Collette's fantastic. Like the whole thing, like it, it just really has such real characters. Even though they're like they're quirky and they're kind of like the characters at first. You're like they don't. You only see them in movies, but then they're not because they're kind of realistic. And it's a funny film, and it's touching, and it's heartwarming, and it's uh, you know just I it's. I really enjoyed it. It took me by surprise how good I thought it was. Um, and of course, the whole thing is them driving in this van that barely works to get this girl to this pageant, um, you know, at the last minute. And uh, it's it's a terrific film. So that's my number three is Little Miss Sunshine. Um, really terrific. If you've never seen it, definitely check it out. It lives up to the hype. It really does. It's a great film. I've, I've seen that film a few times now. And I do like it. It's a great road trip movie. It almost made my list. Well, not quite, but... Uh... It's tough. Um, There's so many to pick from. I know it's uh, really try and do this yourself at home if you when you, you finish watching right. this. It's so many good right. films. Exactly. Uh, make one of those lists when I was doing it, going, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch that again." Or I've not seen that one, but yeah, good one. Okay, yep. well, my number two is from 2007. It's another biographical film. Uh, this one is Into the Wild, mm. which I always forget. It was uh, written and directed by Sean Penn, which I always forget. Mm -hmm. But I, I've always liked this film. It's based on the life of uh, Christopher McCandless who was a guy who hiked across North America. Uh, if you know the story, it's it's not the happiest of anyone on the journey. You just sort of, you're going along. I mean, people have questioned, you know, some of the decisions he made, but what he does, he basically just wants to go off the grid and just wants to live and walk and travel through America and be one with the wilderness and be, just do his own thing and not be pushed down by the man. But it's, it's another one. It's like all the good road trip movies, especially the more dramatic ones that's where they're traveling along from place to place. So you get to see the beautiful scenery. Uh, you get to see them, how they interact with the scenery, but also how they interact with the people they meet. And we get to, you always get to see oddball, strange people and things. But this one, it's it's got Emil Hirsch. She's he's playing um, McCandless. But you've got others, Vince Vaughn, Catherine Keener, Kristen Stewart, and Hal Holbrook, who's amazing in it, and many other familiar faces. But I, I love this film. It just... It's got a great soundtrack as well by Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. But it's just a beautiful film, and uh, I've watched it lots of times. I can watch it again and again. Really good film. So I think I've come to the conclusion that I'm never going to see Into the Wild. Um, <laughs> and here's why. I've wanted to – when did it come out? 2000 what? 2007. 2007. I've wanted to see it since it came out. I've owned it in like two different formats. It pops up on the streaming services sometimes. And I, every time it comes up, I'm like, ooh, Into the Wild. I need to finally watch that. 
And then when I sit down to watch a movie, I'm never, ever, ever in the mood to watch it. I think maybe if it was shorter, if it wasn't like two hours and 20 minutes, it would maybe be something that I could pop on a little more easily. I don't know what it is. I, I keep wanting to watch it and then never actually watching it. And at this point, I feel like I'm just never, I'm not never going to watch it. Like, not because I don't want to, it's just never going to be the thing I pick to watch. I don't know how to explain it. Oh, no, it's, it's, I think it's one of those things that we've, I think all of us who like films have got movies right. like that which we know are good and we know we'll probably enjoy but we never get around to seeing <laughs> never it. Get around maybe, to it yeah. maybe you've got to be in the right mood and stuff there's films my blu-rays have got appearing on my streaming lists and things it's just yeah you're going i'll i'll, I'll sit down and watch that and then you're, you're not in the mood for it or you're going well do i watch this cut do i watch that cut do, 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 do. and then right. in the end you're right. just going, well, yeah. what's something i've seen umpteen times before Right. Some of them, like Paul, I just never had the opportunity to watch. You know, I never got a review copy. I never, it never fell into my lap. I just never, like, this movie I've had every opportunity to watch, and I just never have. So maybe someday. <laughs> Who knows? All yes, right. Well, my number two has appeared on your list already. It will not be a surprise to most people. It is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles because it's a classic. John Hughes is fantastic. Work. Yeah. Um, so as you said, we've talked about it plenty on the show. I'm not going to repeat too much. Here's what I'm going to say about it. One thing I'll say about it. Planes, Trains, Automobiles is one of those movies that everyone's seen, and when it comes on or you see it on DVD or whatever, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. I like that movie, but I don't need to watch it right now. And then when you watch it again, you you realize you forgot just how good it really is. It's one of those films where you're like, oh, yeah, I like that movie. I don't need to watch it right now. But then when you do watch it, you're like, God, that's a good movie. I really should have watched this more often. Like, it's that kind of film. So next time you come across Planes, Trains, Automobiles, and you're like, no, nah, I've seen it. Don't watch it again. You will be surprised how good it is. It's fantastic. So that's all I have yeah. to say. Yeah, and you just so many good points to laugh. You just laugh all the way through it. Yeah, and then the tear, then the tears. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, my number one film and uh, favorite top five road trip movies is from 1988, all the way back then, back in the 80s. But it's Midnight Run, starring mm. Charles Roden, Robert De Niro, Yaffa Koto. Well. Joe, Joey Pants, Philip Baker Hall, Dennis Farina, but I, I love this one. It's uh, For those of you who haven't seen it, first of all, go and watch it. It's hilarious, full of bad language, so warning there, but it's it's basically Robert De Niro is a, a bounty hunter, bail hunter, whatever you want to call it, but Charles Grodin is an accountant who's gone on the lam, and so Robert De Niro is going after him, uh, but there's also other bounty hunters going after him. There's also mob people going after him, and it's just... Charles Grodin is hilarious. Well, actually, Bob De Niro is as well. I think the chemistry between the two is superb. It's one of, it's like a. Some people might don't like Robert De Niro. Some people love him. I I I love him. But this one is for those of you who are on the fence about Robert De Niro. This one, he's a lot more relaxed than he often is in some films. When he's got the good script and good director, uh, this is Martin Brest who directed this one, and it's a brilliant script and a great. A great team of supporting actors as well. Robert De Niro's on his A game, and he's just tough. Tough guy, but he's got a heart to him and a lot of humor. But it's got some good action scenes. You sort of you just on you feel sorry for De Niro so many times as it just things go wrong and it just it's just so good. And then Charles Grodin turns up and just the way he he's so dry as humor, his delivery is incredible, and the repartee between the two of them. And then you've got Yaffa Koto showing up and just these other other people. It's just go and watch it because it's a bit like planes, trains, and automobiles. You sort of you forget how good it is because I I saw when it's a few years after it came out, probably a bit too young to appreciate it all. But then watched it again about ten or fifteen years ago, and then about five or six years ago, and it's just every time I watch it, 
it's just hilarious it's just funny and it's also it's quite good as well because i often forget bits of it so it's i'm always surprised by it but it's uh that's my number one road trip movie midnight run that is a good choice. It's it's funny you say that about being too young to appreciate it because I've had this near the top of my to be rewatched list uh, for quite some time. I know that people really love this movie. Um, I saw it when it came out. I was a, a young teenager and I definitely did not appreciate it. And I've never seen it again since then. Yeah, so it yeah. didn't make my list, but I've I've because so many people are so fond of it. I'm like, I really need to watch this movie as an adult. You know what I mean? Like you just, it's not a movie for kids. And I, you know, I was effectively a kid and I want to watch it as an adult and I think I'll really enjoy it. I just haven't had a chance to rewatch it yet, but it's very much one of those movies that as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to rewatch it. So didn't make my list, but an excellent choice for yep. sure. Thank you. All right. Well, my number one is maybe a surprise. It's Britney Spears crossroads. She's not a girl, not yet a woman. I'm just kidding. That is not my number one pick. Sorry. Couldn't resist, though. I had to put it on the list somewhere. Um, it's not my number one. So my number one is actually a tie. We haven't done a lot of ties these days. No, no, no. Um, but this one is a tie because I couldn't I couldn't figure out a way to not have them tie. Not only just to get them both on the list, but because they sort of needed to. And they are National Lampoon's Vacation and the remake of National Lampoon's Vacation, just called Vacation, which I think was yeah, 15 and National Lampoons was 1983. So of course, here's why I couldn't split them up. The Vacation remake with Ed Helms and Christina Applegate is to me one of the funniest movies that's come out in the past 10 years. That I watched it twice in one day, which I never do because I think it's that funny. It is like laugh out loud, like pee your pants funny in my opinion. It's to me, it's funnier than the original film, but the original film is a classic. It is a true comedy classic it's a great movie i enjoy it some of it is a little bit dated so i don't know that it's the, the humor isn't as sharp as some of the stuff in the remake the remake maybe is probably a little bit sillier the first one probably is a little bit more grounded um but it's a classic it's chevy chase at his best it's you know beverly d'angelo like the whole family like it started the whole franchise um it's this whole idea of getting to wally world and just everything going wrong and as a parent every every parent who's ever been on a road trip can can re, uh relate to that so like I really didn't feel right putting just the remake and not the original, but I also didn't feel right putting on just the original and not the remake. So they're a tie. Um, both the National Lampoon's Vacation movies. Um, I know everyone's seen the original. If you haven't seen the remake, it is just really, really funny. I cannot stress enough how funny it is. So definitely check that out. But that's my that's my number one, the two Vacation movies. The, the two, not the franchise of Vacation, the original ones, because like Christmas Vacation isn't a road trip movie. But No, that's right, true. Yeah, You know what I mean. Yeah. So there you go. That's my number one pick. Picks. Excellent choice. I've still not seen the, the Vacation remake. Oh, I know you've, you've mentioned it lots of times. So I yeah. need to, I need to <laughs> You really got to watch it, Phil. Come on, man. You've got to get yeah. to it sooner or later. It is you, you and you know your friends get together and watch that. Have a couple pints. You'll be you'll be having a good old time. Trust me. Okay. Excellent. Well, uh, that's that's uh, that's our list. Of yeah. The top five road movies. Not but, much uh, overlap. I was surprised. I thought we might yeah. have a few more uh, a few more in common there. So I'm glad to see. I think because of the range of it as well. But as we said at the beginning, you could change the criteria slightly and get a totally different list. Yeah, without a doubt. Do you want to share your um, honorable mentions? You want me to go first on those? Uh, well, I'll I'll mention. I'll, I'll go with some of them. Well, one of them is we went after the ending a few weeks back. It was almost famous. I had that on my honorable mention list too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Boy. Another hilarious mm -hmm. film, which almost made the list, but it's it's because uh, sort of it's more yeah they do lots of traveling, but didn't quite fit the mold for me. Easy Rider, of course, is a classic. It's just one I've not seen in a long, long time, mm -hmm. and I I that's that's sort of like I want to I want to rewatch that as well because I haven't seen it 
I've got 20 years, so I want to see. Right. It probably, probably hit me differently now being this, this age. Smoking yeah. the Bandits. Oh, good one. Another good one. Uh, Jewel. Yeah, yeah. I had a years ago. Years ago. Uh, Logan, which is kind of a, a road trip, but only yeah. just. But it's sort oh. of, it's that's more like a smaller side of things. And Mad Max Fury Road, which is basically a road trip there and a road trip back again. That was on my list as well. But again, sort of didn't really fit the criteria. Yes, it's a road trip, but it's not a road trip movie. It's an action movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it didn't yeah. make it. Um, so these were all the ones that were um, that were in serious consideration for my list. Uh, it happened one night with uh, oh. Art Gable and Claudette Colbert. Great. The Blues Brothers. But again, that was one where it's not its not really about a road trip. It has a road trip in it. You know what I mean? And they're yeah, mostly yeah, driving around. I almost played my list as well. It was sort of, again, yeah, it was sort of didn't quite. Yeah. Um, almost Famous didn't make it only because the same thing. I, even though it's they're on a road trip, the movie is more about like the music and the rock and roll life and the groupies than it is about the road trip aspect of it. Even mm -hmm. though it's, yeah. it's a heavy part of it, but it's just didn't quite fit. Um, Stagecoach yeah. from 1939, John Ford and John Wayne. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's much of a road in it, but it's a road trip <laughs> film. Uh, Zombieland was on there um, because they yeah, travel yeah. across the country. Course, Euro yeah. Trip, Euro Trip was probably the one that came the closest. It got edged out by Paul. Um, I think Euro Trip is an incredibly funny, raunchy teen movie made in the a American Pie aftermath. And Road Trip also, I like both of those, but I actually think Euro Trip is a little bit funnier. Plus, it gave us the song Scotty Doesn't Know, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, yeah. And Matt Damon singing it in the movie is one of the funniest things ever. So that one just got edged out. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road, same thing. It's a road trip, but it's not a road trip movie. A Green Book almost made it. I actually really like Green Book. I know it has some oh, criticism yeah, yeah, yeah. um, about its historical accuracy, but I really like it regardless of how accurate yeah, it is. That's a good one. Um, and then Rain Man almost made it as well. Um, but honestly, it's been a long time since I've seen Rain Man, so I kind of it got edged out because I couldn't. It's not as fresh in my memory as some of the other ones were. So yeah, yeah, of course. Those yeah. were my honorable mentions. Tough list, man. There's other movies that I liked that I didn't even bother writing down. This is just the ones that made actual serious considerations. So it was tough <laughs> for sure. Yeah, oh, that's good though. But that's our list, and there are well, quite a few mentions. Won't say honorable. Yeah. There's other films which you know are great films to watch, but. Uh, Feel free, wherever you're listening to this or watching this, leave comments about your favorite road trip movies, ones we haven't mentioned, which we might have forgotten, or some yep. films which pick your own subgenre, your favorite sci-fi road trip movies, your favorite horror road trip movies, because there's quite a, probably quite a few of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, leave comments wherever you can, but uh, that's our list. Excellent. So now it's on to our after-the-ending recommendations where we discuss things which doesn't have to be movies. It can be books, comics, can be movies, video games board games, absolutely anything and everything. But, uh, it can Mike, be. What have you got uh, for this episode? So I have two. I'll make them pretty quick. Um, I'm trying to put our little banner up. You know, we like to do our little uh, stuff, so let me get that up here. But uh, the two real quick. The first one is um, I don't have a physical thing to show you, so I'm going to just use my phone again like I did last time. It's Jungle Cruise, uh, oh, the man. new theatrical film with Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. Um, I know it'll probably be largely out of theaters by the time this episode hits the, the back channel, so to speak. But um, it's an incredibly fun movie. Really, really, really fun. It borrows from a million other movies. It's heavily influenced by Raiders of the Lost Ark and Pirates of the Caribbean and all these things. Doesn't matter. It's just a lot of fun. My whole family enjoyed it. We all loved it. Fun, 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 fun. That's the only word I can use to describe it. You will just watch the whole thing with a smile on your face. So go see Jungle Cruise if you get the chance or rent it when it comes out or buy it or whatever. It's terrific. The other thing, oh, this is a heavy one. You guys all know I'm a big comics fanatic. This is uh, one of my favorites of all time. So it's oh, wow. Green Arrow. 
That's the good. Longbow Hunter's Saga Omnibus Volume 1. Now, here's the thing about this, guys. So you can see how big this book is. It's ginormous. It's like eight or 900 pages. So one of my all-time favorite comic book creators is Mike Grell. Um, and this this is the first volume of two of his entire run. So he did 80 issues of Green Arrow, um, plus some other spinoffs and annuals and things like that. He wrote all 80, and he drew like the first 40 or 50 of them. This is the first 50 issues of his run on Green Arrow. It is not only, hands down, the best Green Arrow comics of all time. It is, in my mind, some of the best comic books of all time, period. Um, the artwork is great. It's very kind of loose and sketchy, but it's terrific. The story, though, is really what makes it... Um, you know, I love the Green Arrow character. He's sort of this brash, loudmouthed, ultra-liberal, like, rich Robin Hood-type character. Um, he's so different from any other superhero, and, and I love him. And this is the best of the best of him. It's got the super serious Longbow Hunter saga to kick things off, which is a really deep story. And then it gets into his regular monthly where he does all kinds of things. He tackles social issues like homelessness and drug addicts and stuff like that. Um, and it's just... It's brilliant, brilliant stuff. If you have the means, it's a big, big book, but it's some of the best comics you'll ever read. So Green Arrow, Longbow Hunters, a Saga, Omnibus, Volume 1. Volume 2 coming out in the next, like, two or three months. So there you go. Those are my recommendations. Oh, it's so heavy. Excellent. But I love it. Right. Well, Jungle Cruise will be on Disney+, Plus. if anybody's yeah, subscribed to Yeah, right, that, right. Yes. Uh, Definitely but, um, watch it as soon as it's available. The Longbow Hunters, yeah, that was a great story arc. I've only read part of that, though, but I'm tempted by... By that, that's. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, you'll you'll be hard pressed to read any better comics than what you. Yeah, read. yeah, I do. I do like Mike Grell as well, and Green Arrow. Yeah, the whole. Okay, run. Well, my my, uh, I've got two recommendations as well. First one is a novel which came out, uh, two three years ago, I think, but it okay. is uh, Madeline Kids. Oh, I've heard of that, but I haven't my, read it. Edgar Cantero, and as you can see on the front, and also by the name of it, it's heavily inspired by Scooby Doo, but it's it's not it's not. It's not the Scooby-Doo team, but it, it is. It is. <laughs> different names, different characters, but it's basically they've, they're like sort of in the 20s now. I don't know how old they were. Actually. But anyway, they've, uh, they were kid detectives in this, this picture postcard kind of town, but uh, solving crimes and all that kind of stuff, cheap smuggling and, and the like. But there was one case which was a bit strange, and they sort of misremember it, and then... They all sort of set, went to separate ways. Some of them got arrested. Some of them became famous. Uh, one of them died. Uh, the, the dog had another had a puppy and things like this. But then it's always this thing niggling in the back of the head. And for some whatever reasons, they all get back together again to go back to the town and discover what it is. And uh, it goes well if you like a if you like a bit of Lovecraft. There's elements of that in it, and there's a, but it's also the whole elements of. The person in the mask, behind the mask, misdirection, things like that. But it's it's funny, it's dramatic, it's there's some really scary bits in it as well. Uh, but it's if you like Scooby Doo, if you like mysteries, if you like Lovecraft, if you like uh, small town America, it's uh, lots in there. But it's meddling kids, published by Titan Books. I love it. I'm definitely going to read that then. I've, I had heard of it, like I said, but I, I hadn't. I kind of forgot about it, so that's mm -hmm. right up my alley. I'm going to put that right on my list. Yeah, it's. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. This is where this is where you living across the sea doesn't help me much because normally I would just be like, "Oh, Phil, can I borrow your book?" And you'd be like, that's "Sure, you can read it." We and, really and must have you know get the same thing one day and do that and just pass it yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, right, right. That'd, that'd be fun. We could. If I I knew what your second pick was. I could have had. It. I have a copy. Yeah. Of oh, have you got it? Yeah, but this one oh, is yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a graphic novel, pulp. Mm -hmm. by Andrew Baker and Sean Phillips. It's set in the 30s, set around uh, 
real events, but in following Max Winter, who is writing a pulp cowboy novels, he's an old man now, but you realize the stories he's writing were from his younger life. And it's just, it's not, it's not that big a book, but the, the stuff that's packed into it, the artwork is beautiful by uh, Sean Phillips. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the best page for the article. Awesome page to open it up to, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> for the, oh for those my people God. just listening, Phil opened it up to two pages, one of which is almost entirely black. Yeah. So not the best way to showcase but the art. Uh, I, love, I love the art style, the way it's colored, and it's just, it's really yeah. good. It covers, as I said, it's Wild West. It's it's New York in the 30s. It's rob, robbers and dealing, you know, it's just it's just really good, and it's it just touches you. It's, uh, I read it and I just went wow when I finished it. But that's by Pulp by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, uh, and published by Image, Image Comics. Image Comics yeah, but that's I'm looking at a great cover. The eagle-eyed viewers among us uh, might re remember that a few weeks back, maybe a couple months ago now, um, I recommended the Criminal um, comic book collection, and that is also by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. They are a pair that works together quite regularly, and they, they make the best crime comics on the planet, and I don't care if you like crime comics or not, you will like these. It's, if you think, like, if you're, like, a superhero person, I'm only into superheroes, doesn't matter. Trust me. Yeah, there you go. Read their Criminal series. I'm telling you, it's some of the best comics you'll ever read, and Pulp was terrific, Phil. I totally um, second your recommendation on that. I really enjoyed Pulp. Um, and they have a new series. In fact, I think I've recommended them a couple times. They have a series out called Reckless now also, which is excellent, excellent. It's a series of graphic novels, hardcover. So there's like two of them out so far, and they're all self-contained stories. So nice job, Phil. Good recommendations. There you go. Thank all you very much. Kids. I like it. All right. All right. So plenty for people to read. If people are looking for reading, I mean, you get pick up these three books between the omnibus, the novel, and the, and the graphic novel, you'll have reading for days and days and days. Yeah, um, I'm scared no money. I'm scared to look at that, uh, that Green Arrow one because I imagine <laughs> the cost of it is going to be – I'm going to go, oh. I don't want to say out loud how much it costs. I will say that on Amazon US recently, it was on sale for a very generous discount. Now, I don't know if your UK version will be the same, but sometimes, you want to take a look before the sale price goes away. It's, I'm not going to say the full price out loud because <laughs> I don't know if my wife is in the house or not. But uh, <laughs> just in case, it's better if I don't say it. But um, it's it's worth every penny. Worth every oh, penny. yeah, I, I quite agree though because it's a great story and it's to get that many yeah in one go it yeah 40, did you say 40 50? the first 50 issues are in this one. Issues. oh geez even more so 50 issues yeah a classic run yeah 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 it's amazing so all right good recommendations a good top five list this week i think i'm gonna go ahead and chop this up as a good episode i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say it i'm gonna put it out there i'm, I'm gonna it's official it's a good on. episode yeah it's official now um, all right, so that is going to start to wrap us up, though. Uh, if you are watching live, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll be back to our Monday schedule for the time being. Um, if you're watching after the fact, just keep doing what you're doing. We'll pop up every week in your inbox or your queue or whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, you can't get rid of us. So Yeah, and we'll, we'll <laughs> keep you updated on Facebook as to where the live video will be going. As we said, some technical difficulties and also a chance to try YouTube as well. Yeah, and hopefully, yeah, yeah. yeah, hopefully next time we'll be back on Facebook, I'm going to reach out to them, see if we can get that all fixed up, and uh, we'll be back to our normal live location uh, next episodes. So, all right, it's going to do us for now. So I will just say, as always, we thank you greatly for listening and watching. And uh, as always, I'm Mike Spring. I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next time. After the ending.